Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Literally Whatever, the podcast about literally whatever with me, Jacqueline, your host. Hi guys. So by now you should probably know from the topic that I set out as this episode's title that this week we're going to be talking about social media. And I highly suggest for you to actually watch The Social Dilemma before you delve into this week's episode because I really think that that is a really interesting and really mind-blowing watch. I really thought that it made me reflect on so many things and it was very insightful and it was just really an eye-opener for me. It gave me a whole new perspective on a bunch of things in life, especially surrounding technology and social media, and I really think that it's a really worth it watch. So I highly suggest that you watch that first. However, if you feel like that's too much time, like spending one and a half hours to look at that documentary, then that's fine. I'll just give you a a really quick breakdown or at least the key takeaways that I got from watching that. It's actually been a while since I watched that, so I might miss some points, but here are the things that I really took with me and held in my mind up till this day. So number one, I really remember this quote uh, from the show. It basically said that if you are not paying for a product, then you are the product. So I think that really was an eye-opener for me because it the entire movie or documentary basically showcased how Instagram or whatever social media you're using like Facebook and stuff the more time you spend on it the more you give them feedback in terms of like likes comments scrolls or even like things that you search the more you feed that into their system the more they're going to be able to accurately depict who you are so they're going to have like they gave like a really nice um, visualization of basically like in a data system, there are basically like people who are trying to shove products and shove interests up your face just so they know what exactly it is that you like. And by the end of it, if you're you know, truly addicted and truly drawn into the world of social media, by the end of it, that AI will be able to know exactly who you are, what you want, what your mood is, what you want to see. So it's kind of, actually kind of scary if you think about it because it's basically like you are, you know, handing off your personality, your life, your behavior to some sort of machine. And we don't know where that data goes. We know that it is being sold though. And I think that one of the scariest things for me is that I never saw social media as a place of like transactions or business. I saw it as a platform. I saw it as a system, you know, it feeds in and then it feeds out. But I never saw it as a transaction. But that quote, when it said that if I'm not paying for it, then I am the product, then it really shows that I am actually being, you could quotation mark say that I am being manipulated. I'm being manipulated to fit into a sort of business transaction that I never agreed. Maybe it was in the terms and conditions. That is debatable, of course. But man, who reads the terms and conditions? And I also just feel like I didn't consent or I didn't, give my permission for people to use my, you know, my personality and my life, basically, for their benefit. And I know that that is important in a way because it helps, you know, garner business, attract people, etc. But I don't know, as a user, there was this part of me that sort of felt like I was being violated. And it was very disturbing for me. 
So that's one thing. Another thing that they really talk about is how social media basically creates, if not shifts, if not, you know, alters your mindset and your views on things. So it's not just political views, but it can be just like your entire view on life, what you believe in, what you stand up for, like feminism or social justice or basically just political parties, like if you're a Democrat or if you're a Republican. Uh, they basically said that with social media, it depends really on what you're interested first. Like it feeds on to the first point. Basically, the more you consume it, the more you'll be able to portray you. But there's also this aspect of like when you start being drawn to a certain thing or a certain view, a certain mindset, more of that mindset's theories, quotes, or just basic understanding, more of that will pop up in your feed. Like, for example, I follow a lot of feminism accounts and that really gives them the picture that I am someone who's probably more progressive, someone who's more open-minded, and that's why they probably give me other feeds that are more like pro-abortion and pro-choice and things like that. So there really is a connection between what you see and what will be feeded by you know, the what will feed it to you by the system. So I think that that was really interesting. And I also think that it's important to highlight that the movie, Social Dilemma, really shows how social media is creating a bigger and bigger rift for people who are not thinking alike. Like, you can see it. You can visually see it through all of the wars, quotation mark, and all of the feuds that's going on just because of differences in mindsets or political views or things like that because there has been so much indoctrination from social media about your views you're constantly being fed up about you know fed sorry you're constantly being fed all of this information about the things that you're passionate about and it makes you a true heart believer and i'm not saying that there is anything wrong with that but because you're constantly doing that you do not really want to be neutral or you can't really put yourself in someone else's shoes that's a complete opposite of you. And that's also scary because I think that in a world where everyone is going to have different opinions, it's so important to be able to have empathy and it's so important to be able to put yourself in other people's shoes to avoid that sort of like unwanted and unnecessary conflict. Social Dilemma really delves into the fact that social media shapes your personality, your life, your entire being. And they also made me question, am I a product of social media or am I really who I am? Yes, I say that I'm a feminist. Yes, I say that I'm pro-choice. But does that necessarily mean I am a feminist? Or is it more because I've been fed with this information that will undoubtedly will turn me into a feminist? Like, I am so, so worried that all of the beliefs, worldviews that I have are all part of social media's advertising instead of that being who I am. Of course, it makes no sense to say that your, you know, outside or external factors can't influence how you think or perceive life. But it is more scary to think that all of this has been fabricated by a machine that knows exactly what you want. It's scary because you don't know if that machine is right or wrong. You don't know if 
you were ever given a choice. That I think was the most scary part for me because I didn't know that there was a choice for me to make. And I'm not saying that I'm not proud to be a feminist, but it is scary to think that that not that might not be me. Had social media not fed it up to me, that is really terrifying for me. So yeah. Long story short, that is the two biggest key takeaways that I got from social media, social dilemma, and that really affected how I view social media now. But less to say, I've never really been obsessed with social media. If you listen to my previous episode about strict parents, you would know that my parents didn't really allow me to bring my phone up until I was in high school. That was when I could use it twenty four seven up to my own needs. So I never felt the urge to sort of be online or be addicted to my phone. Even though my parents tell me that I am, but I don't think that I am as addicted as people who are constantly like on TikTok or on Instagram, like. Twenty hours a day. I don't think I'm that addicted, and I feel like I I have the capability to sort of set my phone down and not really look at it for a really long time. So I think that that shows that I'm not really that、um, addicted to it. But with what I saw from Social Dilemma, I am more cautious and I am a little bit more careful. When I'm trying to navigate through social media, and I'm also trying to take more social media detox days because I do feel like constantly being on social media harms my mental health. And I know that that's again overrated. People say that all the time, but really, I do feel like being on social media twenty four seven or just mindlessly scrolling through social media. It really makes your brain stop working. I don't know why, but whenever I get into like deep into the social media like feeds, there's this sort of like blank feeling in my brain that I can't really shake off for the rest of the day. I just feel empty without looking at my Instagram, even though when I scroll through my Instagram, I can't really find anything that interests me. Nor does it, you know, nor is it that entertaining to me. It's not something that can keep me hooked for a really long time, like a movie or anything. I don't know why though. I keep doing it. So yeah, I did a social media detox actually,、uh, quite quickly after I watched the social dilemma. I took a week off of Instagram. It was the best week of my life. It was honestly the best. I was obviously still on other social media, like for messaging purposes. However, I did not open anything that had to do with searches. I didn't open Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest. I did not open any of those things, or even Tumblr. I didn't even open that. So I stopped my social media usage there, and it felt really good. I really want to do another detox, but I have like these responsibilities. With my marketing team for the event that I'm having, so I can't really not use social media at all, and it's hard to just like, you know, make a promise to myself I won't open social media except for these times because you're just gonna get sucked in. That's what they do. They show you things that get you sucked in first. 
So yeah, it's kind of hard, but I will do social media detox as soon as I'm able to relieve myself from all of those responsibilities. And this is actually what I wanted to talk to you about. I feel like being able to step out or even just to not look at your phone for a really long time, I think that's a very important skill or a capability that you need to have because I know that not a lot of people can step away from their phone for a really long time. I know that a lot of my friends are addicted. <laughs> I'm trying to find a nicer word, but I can't. You guys are addicted to your phones, to social media. And I kind of get the appeal. I kind of get why, but I really advise you to rethink your relationship with social media. Especially with like TikTok and Instagram because I know people who are constantly on TikTok, like constantly, those are like their lives and they're just like scrolling through that entire FYP page. And honestly, I'm sorry, but I can't see the appeal. I've tried several times to, you know, get into the TikTok rabbit hole, but I just end up boring myself. They're like 20 minutes. It's really, I don't get the appeal, guys. I'm sorry. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I really can't find it. So I just hope that people can understand how important it is for you to take a time off of social media. For one, reflecting on yourself. If you've watched The Social Dilemma, there are a lot of things that you can reflect on. And I think the biggest thing that you can reflect on is who you are without social media. I know that maybe for influencers or things like that, that's hard because that's probably part of their job. But you need to be able to know who you are aside from social media because I truly believe that there will be a day when Instagram won't be this relevant anymore. I'm not saying that social media won't be relevant at all. It probably will, but the platform might change. I think that that's a probable definite. I don't know. But yeah, I just think that you need to be able to think of who you are aside from all of the social media BS. Because one, it's scary to know that who you are is completely made up of like things that an AI shoves at your face. And two, it's just, I think that self-reflection is just important in general. You need to be able to know who you are. And especially during these times when you're transitioning from between, you know, going from high school to university or even just being in your university life, transitioning into the adult life. You need to be able to know who you are. And I think that being on social media, you know, constantly, uh, I don't know if that's the best way to figure out who you are. I don't know if that's the most productive way for you to know who you are and just to spend your time. I just think that I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that being on social media is a complete waste of time. Sure, there are things on social media like YouTube and things like that that are actually useful and can be insightful for you. You can learn things from their educational stuff. But being on Instagram, that's not really why we're there. We're not there to learn. We're there to entertain ourselves. We're there to feel good. And yes, it's okay. And it's great that you should feel, you know, entertained and you should feel happy and stuff like that. But there is an extent to that. And I do feel like being on there all the time makes you like a zombie. I think that's the best way for me to describe it. It really makes me into a zombie. It makes me blank. I just don't have any thoughts, don't have any feelings. I just look at something and be like, cute, 
and that's it. You know, I don't really reflect on anything. I don't really think about things too deeply. I mean, if that's really how you want to live your life, that's fine. You go for it. Like, yeah, go you. But I just think that, especially for me during this time of like the pandemic and everything, being on social media, yes, it's great for me to catch up with my friends to see how they're doing. But it's also been kind of sucky for me to be on social media all the time because I can do that any other day. Because of like the similar routines with the pandemic, looking at my social media has turned into something of like a morning paper. It's starting to get boring. Like I just, I'm just gonna look at you know probably the same old yeah things. And yeah, maybe once in a while there's gonna be a big news story, but it's not gonna be every day, you know. So yeah, that's for me personally. So I think the biggest advice for me is that you should really limit your usage. Of social media. That's the first thing that I really wanted to point out. Your usage is so important, not just to protect your data and your privacy, but also just for your well-being, your mental, emotional, physical well-being. Even because I know people who stay up very late at night to scroll through social media, and I don't think that that's healthy. So, yeah. Another thing that I wanted to talk about with social media. Is actually also well. It relates to the usage of it, but it's more of the content on social media. Not only is social media directed basically by an AI, but the people who are on there, you need to keep in mind that they are probably the people that you follow. At least they're probably being there to also be entertained. And they also are probably there to show off their highlights, the highlights of their lives. And I think most of us tend to forget about that when we are using social media, because it just, you know, with the whole talk of like being raw and natural on Instagram, I think people tend to, I don't know, I think people tend to normalize people who are posing, people who are, you know, posting their highlights. I think that people think that this is genuinely how they are in real life, and that is their genuine reaction or genuine feelings. But come on, being on social media, what you post in social media, what you feature in your stories—that's like I don't even know, like one percent, four percent of your entire day. It's not gonna make up the entire day of someone's life, and. I think that's important, especially when it comes to body image.、Um, I really want to talk about this because this is something that I personally can relate to. So I'm just gonna talk about this.、Uh, I feel like back when I was following influencers who I thought were my role models, I thought so. But the more I looked at them, the, I didn't feel good. I felt bad because if you also Watched my previous episodes about body image. I was very insecure about my body. I was very insecure about my like thighs and arms and things like that. And whenever I looked at these influencers, instead of feeling like inspired or feeling joy from looking at their posts, I just feel like I disappoint myself and I'm a failure basically because I'm not on par with them. I am not held in the same standard as them, but I do feel like I wanted that to be my standard. I don't know if that makes sense. So, like, I know that 
influencers are usually put in this pedestal where they're like, oh my god, they have this like really high standard and things like that. But like, the more you look at influencers, the more you want to be seen like that. The more you wanna, I don't know, you the more you want to be loved and things like that. So it's not just necessarily physical, but I was also feeling mentally insecure whenever I was looking at influencers, and that was bad for me because I didn't know that that actually you know became like this snowball effect where I constantly did that and then it just worsened my insecurity and it actually made me gain weight you know it's like we're not going to talk about that too much but it was basically like a snowball effect and it became an avalanche at the end and when I finally realized what it did to me I started doing the things that I never thought I would do which is to basically limit what I see on social media and that's also one of the most important tips that the people on Social Dilemma really tells you to limit what you see on your social media because I think that the more you are open to too many things, the more your brain gets confused and the AI will feed you all of these different things. And I don't know if you're prepared for that, but I'm not prepared for that, okay? I'm not prepared to handle that much information. And I also just want to feel good. Again, like I said before, whenever I go on social media or whenever we go to social media, it's for entertainment purposes. It's for feeling good, feeling happy. So why would I go on there and make myself feel like poop and make my self-esteem just like drop, you know? That sounds quite contradictory to the actual purpose of being on social media. So I usually just don't. <laughs> that's, I guess that's my trick. I just don't. So one of the things that I did was I basically cut off people that I think were not a good influence on me. And that started with influencers. I started to unfollow the people that I know will trigger my bad emotions and just trigger my body image like insecurities. And I started to follow people who are actually more similar to me in terms of like body shape or in terms of mindset. So whenever I open my Instagram now, I don't feel like poo poop. I actually feel great. I feel positive and I feel happy because I'm reassured because the people that I follow, they're actually people who promote like body neutrality and they also promote like being authentic on social media instead of posting pictures that are posed and tucked in, you know, and things like that. And those were the people that I originally followed and that did not make me feel good. I I feel like every time I look at them, I just look at myself and I'm like, wow, what a disappointment you are. And now I don't feel like that as much anymore because I get reassured when I'm on social media now, the posts and the stories that the people that I follow now they basically showcase that it's okay for you to have bad days and it's okay for your body to not look a certain way because hey that's not normal <laughs> no one is that you know that flat or no one is that toned some of them are just like tucked in and I think that that's a really good reminder especially for people like me who are having insecurities about body image like the more you look at people who are gorgeous and and sexy and things like that i mean like that's not wrong but if that's not your body type then what are you doing really um i really think that you should be following people who you think are at least the same or similarly shaped as you are because then you'll know like what kind of clothes that will fit you well and what kind of 
things that you think will look cute on you. Actually, it's actually been a really helpful guide on picking out outfits because now I just follow people who have like similar uh, body shapes as mine. So I can just like scroll through and I can find people who knows exactly what to wear for me. And back then when my inspiration was people who were like really, 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 <laughs> really small, it definitely didn't fit my sense of like style and also just my overall appearance whenever I wanted to try on things that they wore it just didn't seem to fit right so I think that it's also important for you to do that because again most of us use social media on a daily basis it's like your morning newspaper so if you're constantly being fed on things that are negatively affecting you then you're gonna have a negative mindset throughout the day and of course you don't want that because you're gonna end up you know feeling bad and feeling insecure and that could lead to burnouts like i said in a previous episode so yeah i really think that social media there are a lot of fake things there especially when it comes to body image issues i'm not saying that everyone on there is editing their photos or tucking it in like yeah they're probably that flat but i'm guessing that the normal people especially people who have you know his a history with like eating and dieting and things like that like it's really bad for your mental health and also like your recovery phase to look at that constantly i'm not saying i have an eating disorder or anything like that i'm i'm not but with my history of dieting and my history of obsessively looking at people's like thighs and arms as i mentioned in my previous video it is so not healthy for me to be comparing myself with people who are not like me who do not have the same body composition as me so i try to limit myself from looking at those people i probably will stop them every once in a while probably just to get like outfit exposed or just to like you know be like a friend like, like check up on them but I don't follow them on a regular basis even artists i don't even follow like most of the artists that i like the only people i follow are one direction and y'all know why if you're a directioner you know why because you never know what to expect with these lads but other than that i don't really follow any other artists also not because i don't like them i do like them i probably stop them every once in a while but again they're not bringing something positive or productive to me directly like most small influencers are because most small influencers they post like daily quotes or they post like short videos of them doing like i don't know like a short workout video or anything like that and that's useful for me on my day-to-day -day basis so that's what i choose to showcase i also encourage people to not be that active on social media as i mentioned before and one way for you to do that at least for me is i am more active on my second account rather than my first account so my first account is more like a uh you could say professional a professional platform where i actually talk to people who you know have inquiries about things or if i want to post an outfit or anything like that that i feel would be a good highlight but overall activity when i'm talking to my friends about like funny memes or when I'm sending like quotes I'm probably sending it from my second account because that's where I get most of the news and where I spend most of my morning scrolling I don't um, 
I don't really want to open my first account that much because there it's mostly I'm just following people that I know. And yes, I'd love to know how they are, but I, I just feel like that's not going to be productive. Also, one thing that I stopped doing on Instagram is I stopped liking every single picture. So I don't know if it's just me, but back then it was like a big deal for you to like every single picture on your feeds. So back then when I was really addicted to social media, what I did was uh, every time I opened Instagram, I'll scroll and like, even if I don't like the picture, I'll just like everything and you know comment on some pretty posts. And I'll stop once I see the like button again because that means you're at the end, right? Uh, back then it was like chronologically ordered. So when you're at your last heart, then that means you've liked every single thing on your feed. And that's what I used to do. That took me a lot of time. That would take at least, at least 30 minutes out of my day every single day. And that's just like one time scrolling. If I do it multiple times, then that could mean like an hour or so of scrolling through social media. So you can just imagine how much time I've cut out from being unproductive to, you know, using it for something else that's more productive, like making this podcast. <laughs> so that's also something that I stopped doing, especially in my first account, even in my second account, because I just don't see the relevance of me doing that anymore. And I also know that the new Instagram algorithm, it will basically show people who you are most interested in in your feeds so i'm probably going to get the information that i need from just a few minutes of scrolling also another tip for people who are still beginning to cut their relationship with social media back a little i highly suggest that you do not open your phone the first thing in the morning because that really drags you and that really sets the mood for the entire day when you start to open your phone first thing in the morning, except for looking at the clock, okay, that really makes you into a spiral because I know people who do not get out of bed because they're scrolling through social media and they lose track of time and they end up just being there for like half an hour or so and only then do they wake up. But again, after doing that, you'll probably feel groggy and you're probably gonna feel really tired and poopy. So why do that? Do something productive in the morning. I usually start my mornings um, with working out and I also uh, start with a coffee. But during those times, especially before I work out, I try not to open any social media platform. When I'm in the toilet, I open the morning brew, which is sent through your email. So I really like morning brew, actually, guys. This is not plugged, but morning brew is basically this newsletter and it's actually a u.s newsletter so it's mostly u.s news but it's really good for a wake up in the morning so when you wake up they're gonna send like a newsletter for you on your email so you don't have to open social media and then it's probably just like a five minute read and that's good enough and you're probably gonna be more awake by the time you're processing all of those information and you don't have to open social media at all that's the best thing for me because I won't feel tempted to open other apps so looking at my mail is usually the first thing that I do in the morning when I go to the toilet but Afterwards, I try not to open my social media accounts at all until after I've worked out. And then I start to open, but because I have school and I have other responsibilities, I usually don't have that much time to scroll through anyways. So I usually just spend like 30 minutes max and that's it. I'm probably not going to open my phone for social media purposes again until, you know, I really need to on my messaging apps or 
if I really need to, you know, relieve myself of boredom. But yeah, so I think that that's really important. I really think that social media has a lot of benefits for us. But if we are that obsessed and that addicted to it, it will really, really change the way you look at things. And it will also just make you a less productive and less fun human. I wouldn't say you were less fun, but really, you're just going to be so disconnected from the world that you are probably going to be like, huh? And you're going to blank out whenever people in real life actually talk to you. At least that's what I do. Like when people in real life start talking to me while I'm on social media, I'm just like, huh? Uh, you know, like it's really dumb, but it's really true that you're gonna blank out. So yeah, this week's topic, I think, I hope at least, is relatable for you guys. And I hope that you learned a thing or two from listening to this week's topic because honestly, guys, social media is doing great things for me and for you probably. But again, there are so many downsides to it too that it really makes me think. But Really, there is no one-stop solution where you can completely stop your use of social media. Like, the entire world would go crazy, especially during this pandemic, because you'll have no other thing to do. But you can learn to limit yourselves from things that you know are going to harm you in the long term. So that's why I really hope that you guys can learn to reinvent your relationship with social media. And I'm not saying that it has to look like mine, but it can be any way that feels more healthy more happy and more productive for you. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you guys liked it and I'll see you on the next one. Bye guys.